Hello and welcome to this, the inaugural TaxCalc podcast. My name is Matthew Courtney and I'm looking forward to bringing this to you on a regular basis. Today we have an exciting lineup speaking with a customer of ours, Sandra Douglas of SKD Accounting, about all of the trials and tribulations for her in practice. Included in that are some great takeaways. Also, later on, I'll be talking a little about working from home. And with everything that's going on at the moment, now seems the right time for that conversation. So sit back, put on your noise-cancelling headphones and relax. Today we have Sandra joining us uh, from SKD Accounting. Uh, my name is Matthew Courtney and this is the TaxCalc podcast, Thinking Outside of the Box. So we're just going to be having quite a kind of normal chat today about yourself and your practice and a, a bit about what you think about the future of the accounting industry. So first of all, I just want to ask, um, how best would you describe your practice, Sandra? Um, a small friendly practice that is basically there just to help people. That's wonderful. That's really nice to hear. And you focus a lot on your management service to your clients and, and looking after them, I really noticed um, from speaking with you. Um, how would you see that progressing in the future? You, you, you know that people are saying that it's becoming more of a, um, rather than compliance, it's becoming a service-driven industry. How do you see that happening for SKD? Basically, we like to make sure that our, uh, our clients understand what they're getting. Um, not just there's a load of figures and here you go, that's you done, but more understanding what the figures are, why they are the, the figures they are, um, but also ways in which they can help things. So I have clients who are struggling with their um, cash flows or profits and we can go through line by line and understand which are the drivers of that big profit or big loss and help them either expand on that or reduce the bits that aren't aren't so good for them give them the tools to help them run their business more profitably for <laughs> them so that they uh they, they're not working quite so hard but making lots of money still that's amazing so it's you're not just being an accountant to these clients but you're helping almost teach them to understand yes. their companies yes perfect um so the second kind of uh, question I've got is, so I see a lot of uh, focus on yourself helping uh, clients. Do you have any scenarios where this has helped your practice to grow? Um, usually just because if we're helpful, then they will recommend us to others. So the number of families that we have involved in our business. So we have husbands and wives who run their own different businesses. We look after both of those. I've got one family where I look after both brothers, the dad, the brother-in-law, and now they've recommended me on to other contacts of theirs. So it's just basically allowing me to grow by them recommending me to others. And that's amazing. And you mentioned that you said you have no marketing expense. No, I so. don't do any advertising. Basically, my advertising is if somebody asks for recommendations on a Facebook group for an accountant or a bookkeeper, I get tagged. And I have either clients or friends, people who know what I do. And a lot of it is from the personal recommendations of those clients that I have will, will tag me in that so that I can then speak to them. And once we meet them, hopefully we get on well <laughs> and they understand what I can offer them and, and we grow from there. That's amazing. Um, so you're using uh, QuickBooks and Sage for your clients for the management accounts side of things yes. in terms of the bookkeeping. Um, and you mentioned you also use um, Float. Yes. As part of the uh, forecasting tool. Yeah. Um, 
What kind of percentage of your clients use the QuickBooks? What kind of percentage use the Sage? Have you seen a swing now MTDs come in? Definitely. Um, so I have one client left on Sage and they are just finishing their year end and are about to move over to QuickBooks. People prefer the cloud accounting and I think QuickBooks offers that better than Sage do. Um, so therefore, people are moving. It's just much easier for the business to be able to have more control of their books and more understanding because they can log on and it's a lot easier for the business owner to use um, rather than it being based more for the accountant. This um, So for, basically for my clients, of all of those 50, it's probably about a 50-50 split on those are once a year tax returns and the other 50% are quarterly, weekly, monthly um, accounts. Of those, I would say 90% of them are using um, QuickBooks. Wow, that's quite a percentage. Mm -hmm. um, and, and with QuickBooks, obviously, you've got the great advantage of being able to work from anywhere in the world. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> but I'm sure that also has some negatives. I bet yes. you get some clients who, uh, who, who use that to their liberty, yeah? Yes, they, they probably do. Um, but because I've got a good team behind me, I can kind of field off the questions to them so that I can still get a bit of R&R. &R. <laughs> okay. And so um, do you feel your uh, past experience with the larger corporations uh, such as Coca-Cola and Comet Group, um, do you think that's assisted you in uh, bringing a more tailored service to your clients? I think so because my background in those larger corporations were financial analysis. So I can't look at a set of accounts without doing some percentages and, and analysis on there, which I can then use to help those in, in what I was talking about before in looking at the line items and how they are driven by the sales or whether they are driven by the sales so that people can then use those to maybe Im improve their business performance. And do you find the forecasting tools help you to, 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 to prove that to your clients? Definitely. I mean, Float itself, it has a great pictorial graph on there which shows easily whether they're going to need to put a little injection of cash in there, how they're growing and things like that. So instead of just being a spreadsheet of numbers, it just puts it pictorially for them so that they can have a quick snapshot of how things are going. And sometimes that's the best way, just showing an infographic. Definitely. So the other question I've got about the, the management account side of things, um, you mentioned that you work as almost a accounts team on behalf of your clients. How is it that, that that's become a thing? I think because people don't have the time to do this. Partly it's, it, it's time. They want to go out and they, they see it that it's cheaper for them to pay somebody externally to run that side of it, which they don't like. They didn't come into business to do the invoicing and the chasing and, and all that bits. So they then have us to do that for them. And the cost, the time that they would have spent doing that, they could probably earn money than it cost them to have an external department to do that for them. I also have clients, when it comes to things like credit control, find it easier to have an external side to it because they can keep the relationship with the client and I can then go and chase the clients and they can say, you know, help me out my accounts department. They're giving me a bit of hassle. We need these invoices paying. Can you, can you, you know, maybe help me to uh, get them off my back? So it, it, it helps their relationships. Absolutely. And and with QuickBooks, I know they've recently had quite an advertising campaign where they've been talking about, you know, for your clients, it's it's their business they want to run. They don't want to be running their accounts department. So QuickBooks does cover a lot of that. But it's mm -hmm. also, you mentioned that you're a little worried about some of the advertising that's coming from people like QuickBooks and Xero and these other bookkeeping mm -hmm. applications in regards to MTD. You yes. know, and, and and these bookkeeping applications are saying that you don't need to have an accountant anymore. But I think we both agree that it's not true. So definitely, yeah. The I mean, we, you could 
have a business owner who does his own tax return and they don't know that they can't put certain items through the business. So they're a gardener and they're driving around a Porsche, but to them it's a business car, so they'll put it through the business and that's just not allowable. Whereas we have read the manuals from HMRC, we've done all of our studies to be able to understand that these things can't go through. So it's not that they can't do it, it's just that they don't know what can and can't go through. So HMRC are going to be having to either investigate a lot of tax returns to see whether things are genuinely business related. And that's going to just stress the business owner out. So I think it's, you know, you do need an accountant, a bookkeeper to be able to help you, to guide you, to help you get the right information into that tax return and not open yourself up to an investigation. But I guess the other good thing with QuickBooks, yes, it's a bit worrying that people might be trying to do it on their own. But the other good thing is that we will be able to see what all the information that the client has. So I think with things like Receipt Bank and yeah. and all of these other auto entry tools, um, we can see exactly what those receipts are. We can comprehend that and then we can pass on our uh, recommendation to the client. Definitely, yeah. It, it, it just makes things a lot more visible to us when we are working with the business owner to be able to to make sure that they're coding things to, to, to VAT correctly. I mean, there's a, a new feature with QuickBooks where you can go through and, and smart scan your return before you submit it. That makes everything easily checkable and a really good audit feature to then be able to submit that VAT knowing that everything is correct. But that's not necessarily something that the business owner would know. So to have, you know, just a check there is, is always quite handy. And I do that offer that service for some clients. They will prepare their own returns and we'll just do a bit of a reconciliation and an audit to make sure everything is right so that HMRC are going to be happy. Yeah, just to double check and having yes. that, that visibility of what those receipts were or what those yes. invoices were, that yeah. makes it that adds confidence to you. Definitely, because you can click in and passing. look at those those receipts because the receipt bank software sends it so that you've got the actual receipt attached to that entry so you're not having to ask them for the paperwork you can just look at it there so what, what, what i want to ask about now is making tax digital um i want to kind of understand from you what what, what you think is happening with the industry so obviously with vat already being implemented mm-hmm. uh, we have seen some changes a lot more clients are using bookkeeping services yep. um are there any other changes which which you've noticed in the industry that that haven't seemed that seem to have been caused in fact by mtd for vat um i think people because they they have to do it via software um it's and and the banks then get reconciled fully it means that those invoices and receipts that may have slipped through the net previously are being taken account of so actually it's probably helping the business owner because they can get more of the vat back on their purchases whereas previously they you know they would have necessarily forgotten them or so so having that software there and people using the software more instead of spreadsheets means that there's a more of a check to make sure that everything that should go through does go through i don't think it's necessarily on the sales i think the sales were there uh, because they they used you know they had their invoices that they sent out but i think it's just the odd little you know fuel purchases that the receipt goes missing and things like that with using software it's there on the bank and then you can then get the information from them, find the receipt, and they can um, keep things better to then to make sure that it's all included. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and with MTD for income tax on its way, I know we had a little bit of a giggle, uh, a little <laughs> bit of a giggle about it earlier on. But but how do you see that uh, taking place in the industry? How, how do you see that changing the industry? 
Um, I think people are going to be a lot more organised. At the moment, they're coming to me at year end with a carrier bag or not a shoebox now because carrier bags cost money, um, with a shoebox full of receipts or, you know, they're, they're, they're coming at the year end and not keeping everything as neat during the year. So things are coming later to me, the, the returns, because they've got to spend their time. The number of emails, I'm just getting it all ready for you. I'm getting it all organised. But if it's been done quarterly, it means that there won't be as much for them to get ready, which will actually take a burden off them at the year end because they're not having to scrabble around for receipts that have been stuck in the bottom of their van for months and months. So I think it will help people become more organised. And it will also mean that at the year end, they're not going to sit there and say, I, I can't pay that tax bill. I've got no money to pay that. But actually, you've been earning the money through the year. So it makes it more visible what they've got instead of them burying their head in the sand for 12 months and then nine months after that going, OK, I've got to find this money now. I guess the the only real positive to how your clients are currently handling there is that they are being environmentally fair friendly. They are being very <laughs> using a shoe yes. box, which is <laughs> absolutely <reusable>. yes. <laughs> um, no, but that's 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 interesting to hear. So so you, you do see receipts still being a thing come MTD. You do still think that people are going to be bringing things to you. Yes. Um, that, I mean, there's a lot of softwares out there which will capture these receipts for you. And for the businesses that are doing things already on a quarterly basis, it's they, they're using it and it's absolutely fantastic because they can photograph both sides of the receipt and throw it away. So it's meaning that they're having to, you know, utilise a lot less space in their lofts for storing all this sort of thing. Um, but for those once a year, it's not really economical for them to do that. Um, so they are still keeping all of those receipts and bringing them to us. Um so I think there still will be a place for them for the smaller clients, um, but whether you know things become more cost effective for them to start using the software. I mean, I know QuickBooks now do a receipt capture. Um, the problem with that is that it's uh, the onus is on the business owner to then code them to the right place, which again they don't necessarily know. So obviously there are these receipt capture tools, but come MTD, could could a client not just take a picture of their receipt and absolutely. keep a record of that? And, yeah, and, and if they shared shared folders and things like that, we, absolutely, and that would be, you know, it'd save a fortune in paper and ink and yeah, quite happily have that. <laughs> so rather than a shoebox, you're using a Dropbox? Absolutely, yes. <laughs> okay, that's great. Um, so I was going to ask a little bit just about Fudge. You've got a gorgeous office dog. Um, is he a good office mascot? She. Yeah. She. <laughs> she, ah, yeah. Okay. But to be fair, with a name like Fudge, you don't know. She <laughs> She is. She welcomes everybody with a jump up, a lick, a, she needs a fuss and a tummy tickle. <laughs> So yes, she, she. If if you're feeling a bit stressed, just go and give Fudge a tummy tickle, and suddenly all the troubles go away. Yeah. <laughs> okay, that's great. Um, so uh, we were talking a bit about um, the current challenges to the industry. Uh, you mentioned that you you're kind of trying to steer clear of IR thirty five clients. Yes. So are there any other current in, um, current industry troubles that that you're you're worried about or concerned with? Um. I just think the general, um, I've got a few clients at the moment are starting to struggle. I think the economy is in certain industries not doing as well as it was and they're kind of having to concentrate more on their cash flow where they didn't previously. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I mean, I, I do steer clear of IR35, but there are a lot of people I do know of who are in it and they're starting to struggle to find roles that don't fall within. Um, so yeah, it's... There's probably a few, but 
as it affects my clients currently, other than the cash flow issues, it's not really affecting them at the moment. But whether there's things to come around the corner, we'll just have to keep an eye out. Well, we've got the budgeting out shortly. so We have, yeah. So <laughs> things may come clearer then. Um, and I know uh, we were talking about um, events in general. Um, so they, they are pulling back on events at the moment. Have you had anything cancelled uh, this year so far, yes. client-wise? Uh, not client-wise. I had QuickBooks Connect cancelled, which I think, to be fair to QuickBooks Connect, they've done it completely the right way and they did the right thing. So all fair play to them. Um, I, funnily enough, I had a client come to drop paperwork off with me yesterday and he's seen an upturn because of the coronavirus. <laughs> he... Um, deals with um, an awful lot of business overseas in uh, Asia and I think because everyone's in lockdown they're doing a lot of internet shopping and <laughs> he's seen a real upturn in his sales so for him it's been the alternative effect to everyone else but uh, at the moment it's not really affecting people because a lot of the people I have are tradesmen um, so the storms that we've had recently are blowing fences down so they've got work in the gardening section people's sinks will always block if they're going to block so you know at the moment it's not been such an issue um whether things when it hits the uk more because a lot of my client or all of my clients are really pretty much uk based when that if it starts to hit more i think that's when we'll start to see more things arise that could cause issues for business and um also for cash flow so I guess it kind of changes the concept of forecasting and budgeting. And that's where these tools we were talking about come into play yes. because you can put in those scenario Definitely. plans. Yes, absolutely. So you've got um, a, a vast history with SEMA. Yes. Uh, <laughs> it's a brilliant. And, and also the ICB. So could you just tell us a little bit about why you went from, you know, these international corporations to, to then move on to something like the ICBs? Um the, the international corporations, they were pre-children, so they suited my lifestyle then. But obviously, I decided to settle down, have children, um, which have brought challenges of their own. Um, and it, the, the, the bookkeeping side fitted perfectly around the family. I could work the hours that I wanted to. Um, and if I needed to work extra hours due to deadlines, I could work around the family. So when my husband got home from work, it meant that I was able then to be offering um or he could then take over the children and i could then get on with the work that needed to be done weekends you know it's his time with the girl it was his time with the girls um things are easing up now that i've got a team behind me um but for them you know i offer them flexible working as well i i advertise for staff who wish to work around school hours so that they can be there to pick up the children drop the children pick them up but also around the holidays I give them the flexibility to work from home so that they can be there for you know the holidays they just fit in the, the, as long as they work their hours and they meet the deadlines I don't mind when they work it can be 11 o'clock at night if that's how they wish to do it so they can spend the holidays with their children um, and that's given me a really really good team because I then get the creme because they they can't commit to a full-time job so I give them the hours they need and and I get the best people that way I bet they're really pleased that you're offering that to them yes well. yeah it, it just takes that stress off and I understand as well I understand that your children are ill so if, if you need to work from home that day because your child's not well then absolutely work from home and it I I when you know I was a childminder if I've, I couldn't work or the parents couldn't send their children to me the stress that it caused because they couldn't get to work they were worried that their um you know their their bosses would be annoyed whereas because I understand it means that they don't have that stress so they can be a bit happier and know that they're there to care for the children. 
I think that's that's everything for today. Um, but thank you so much for joining us today, Sandra. Really appreciate it. Now then, we move on to working from home. So first of all, uh, I'm going to go through some bits and pieces with you about how you should prepare yourself from working from home and things to bear in mind. So first of all, we're going to kick things off with keep your work and home separate. Ideally, you'll need a separate room uh, for your work. Um, It's either about um, shutting the door at the end of the day and just making sure that you shut out distractions when you get into your working from home office. Um, So it's always nice to think about giving yourself some headphones or what have you while you're at work. But also just remember that you don't need to take your office stuff out of the office. So just because you're working from home doesn't mean you're always working. Just in terms of office stuff, um, get yourself a stationary cupboard, you know, a shredder, a filing cabinet, even a water cooler. Um, So it's all good um, working from home. But if you don't have the basics that you need, then you're going to find yourself in trouble. Have your dedicated spaces for work um, and separate that from your home life. Ensuring that you've got the right IT system is also very important. We've, uh, as you know, we've got a call centre, so we're all set for working from home. But when you're working from home, have a think about what you want to use. Skype, Zoom, GoToMeeting, there's loads of uh, products out there that you can use. Be business-like. So just because you're working from home doesn't mean you have to be an amateur in the way you run your business or the way that you are working for someone else. And along that exact same vein, you need people to trust you. So your boss has to trust that you're doing your work. You need to trust yourself that you can get on with your work if you are self-employed. Um, another really big thing is the insurance and tax. So working from home, you will need to have a think about how your employers or your personal liability um, insurance is set up. Um, And you'll also need to think about it from a tax perspective. So a lot of things are claimable from working from home. Um, Hours, just because you're working from home, as we mentioned, doesn't mean that you're working all the time. Try and give yourself that separation. Um, It's always quite nice having two separate phones. So one for personal life, one for work life. Now, understandably, that's not something everyone can do. But then you can set yourself to out of office um, and you can ensure that people aren't calling your personal mobile by not giving it out. Um, The final thing I just want to touch on, and this is a bit of a silly point, but a really good chair. So (laughs) when you're working from home, it's very different from being in an office. In an office, you've got... um, ergonomically designed chairs um, you know they're, they're very comfortable working from home it's likely that you sat at the kitchen table um, having a, a nice chair having somewhere comfortable to sit allows you to relax more and allows you to work better so even if it is speaking to your boss about uh, getting a, a nice chair for yourself I, I know they're not cheap um, but that definitely might be something to consider considering uh, how long we're going to be in this lockdown period now um, so that's that's about everything. What I want to say is uh, thank you very much for joining us today and please stay tuned for the next Tax Calc podcast. Bye.